0: Y'all ready to be history? Get started. Welcome. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional, they're motivated. Thanks to Tri Booth, the best vocal booth for home or on the road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech, tech to the VO stars. George the Tech Whittem from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, ladies! Here we go. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite, thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard, and Tribooth. Don't forget the code PAP two hundred to get two hundred dollars off your purchase. Um, this is part three of the Mac extraordinary adventure. Um, is this the part where you <laughs> go back to Windows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you yeah. reading my mind, Robert? the sequel. So, Return to Windows. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. You know that, that if you've been listening to the first two, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to the first two, listen to the first two before you get to this one, because there were so many issues, so many problems, we couldn't actually work out what the hell was going on. And it was at that point that um, I dragged in Richie, and Richie is our guest on the show today because he has got me out of the poop and onto a comfy chair. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, we should start at the beginning because, um, you know, I was having issues with a couple of things. Uh, the technical word is you were fucked. That's the word I was looking for, <laughs> yes. And uh, so I had to call in the cavalry in the name of Richie. And um, so the cavalry arrived and you saw what I was going through. Um, maybe... You'd like to start by uh, the first thing, which was getting the Mac sorted out.
2: Which part for the? <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly it. that's the answer. <laughs> Sorry, can I just go um, go back to what you said before about getting out of the poop and back in your chair? <laughs> that's that's actually our company motto. <laughs> <as> well, <so. laughs> exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, so um, starting with the audience. Well, the audience that we we thought there was something inherently wrong with the audience, and uh, on the last episode, I think I did give the audience not really a caning, but I was a bit disappointed and scared of it. Um, But you kind of had an idea what it probably was. It was
2: actually failing when we first got onto the call, and it it actually seemed like it was broken um, at first um, thing, but... Uh, what eventuated was there was a like a, a computer reset and we reset the device and it actually came good again in terms of basic functionality sort of thing. So it just got to the point where I think it had tripped up at some stage, whether or not like trying to get it working or unplugging it and replugging it. It had just um yeah, it's like it had crashed. So the the actual just reset uh fixed that and it's and it's been
0: good ever since. Yeah, we were nervous though, I must admit, because I did make the call to the people I bought it from and said, right. look, can you put an RME aside for me just in case I have to bring this thing back but it turned out I didn't have to take it back and um, it's been really, really good, I've got to say, and particularly the way you've actually set it up and you may want to go through how you set up the ID44 Mark II as well because um, you know, to a technical person, probably quite simple, but for someone like me, it's got me out of the poo and it's also set up a really nice workflow for me.
2: Yeah, um, it, it's it's absolutely perfect for, um, I mean, imagine all kinds of scenarios, you know, like streaming or, or, or whatnot. But especially with your setup, you have, you have you do have actually four mic setups don't you like yeah. four four yeah. mics you know paired with different preamps and stuff like that um, what ended up happening is um, so it's got the four inputs and it's got uh, two sets of headphones um, it had four sets of outputs as well so that was uh, essentially like QA uh, BC and D um, and within the software you can actually make a like a yeah, like a monitor mix for each of those outputs. I think we made
0: QBus A for your headphones or your no, speakers. Q- QBus A speakers. Yeah. Yeah, and then QBus B is headphones A. Three was headphones B, and that's from yeah. the booth. And then four is Source Connect, Wave Lab, and whatever external, like a Zoom or whatever that I'm running.
1: Now, see, that's that's pretty powerful that you're getting that kind of control over... Routing completely in the DSP realm. Yeah. Um, That's
0: nice that they've added four queues. Yes. Yeah, it mean, was so, a trick to it. This is where Richie jumped in, of course, to make that work.
2: Yeah. So, each, um, when when you actually go onto each screen for that, um, and bearing in mind that this sort of functionality is available in something, say, so really complex like an RME, but the difference with this one and why it makes it so suitable for. VOS or or podcasters or whatever is that it's it's all kind of just laid out um, exactly how you need it and there's no more complication because there's probably nothing no no more functionality that you'd need um, for such a setup so when you go into QA which is your uh, speakers you've got every single input available to you as far as um, analog uh, inputs coming in and you can just go right well in my speakers I just want to hear my um, like uh, door return, and there's door returns for all of the outputs and stuff as well. So you can just say, right, I want to hear my Wavelab or Source Connect through my speakers. So I'm just going to turn up that fader. And then in your headphones, which would have been. How is it separating Wavelab and Source Connect? Um, it, it, as we've set it up now, it's, it's not. But um, the reason why we just left it as DAW1 uh, and 2 return is because. Andrew would use, either want to just listen to Wavelab or listen to Source Connect so you wouldn't have those two running at the time. However, if you wanted to separate them, there's, uh, I don't know, I've forgotten how many um, DAW returns there were, but there are at least eight. Um, so, is each DAW return
3: a separate audio device or is it different channels of the same device? No, it'd be
2: channel, channels of the same audio device. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to be like, you, you could have set it up um, source connectors. Oh, probably wave labs one and two, and source connectors three and four. Um, and then in each one of those mixes, in A, B, and C and D, you can just put push the fader up for which one that you want to hear out the um, particular um, you know cue send. Yeah, it sounds like a better thought out signal flow than the
3: Apollo. Well, the Apollo is like an erector set. You can set it up however you want. Whereas this is a little bit more preset
2: to how most normal people yeah, use that, it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right, and and it and it really makes sense. And there's some really nice touches in there as well, where where you see your four cues on the right hand side. Um, there's actually like a uh, like a running meter, um, so you can see what's doing what and what effects happening on on said bus. It's like it's just like a peak meter, but it just it runs over time. I don't know what that's called, but um,
3: so. So George, I, I wonder if it'd be possible to do the Apollo twist and a knot trick that you so love to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh well, yes.
1: yeah. Here's the thing. Like, you know, the what what makes the Apollo dangerous and more flexible is it's under the hood IO the IO matrix. Right. And I, I did, does this thing have something like that where you can literally rewire what appears where um, in the system?
2: Yeah. It that there is Somewhat of a matrix in there. It's limited to say, like QA goes here, QB goes here. So yeah, you can right, reroute right. it, but it's not overly complex. Yeah, can it make QA or aux and A? It's input. That's that's the that's the knot, right, George? Right. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think so from memory. Right, right, right. It's like a button matrix, if, if you like. You just say like you could have it. QA sends to both headphones or just one headphone or or the speaker or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It, it makes sense. I'm trying to think
3: why we're. How, how is it that the uh, audience sends to say Zoom? It's got a. It's got an auxiliary, like a like an output that it can use as a. Uh, a virtual
2: output. Uh, yeah. Just... Um, so so the way the way we set this one up is the the Q send D. Um, oh no, th- this is what it was. Yeah. So we, we made it so anything on D um, feeds um, like an you know auxiliary out of you like, and that's what we're picking up in uh, Source Connect and WaveLab to do recording and the, the sending of audio. But there was what about, a... what about Zoom
3: and those that are too stupid to know anything but channel one and two.
2: Aha, uh-huh. there's a trick. Here we go. There was just an option in the settings or preferences somewhere to pick what, or maybe it was in that uh, routing matrixy kind of thing to just say um, QD is the loopback, you know, functionality of the audio device. So you could say, right, anything on QD, and I'm pretty sure it was in that <clears throat> in that matrix anyway. But QD would be the loopback. Um, thing and then uh, loopback was then an input that you could use in Source Connect and stuff like that, and obviously because loopback was a separate device technically. The DAW treats it like an input, so it'd be like mic one, mic two, mic three, mic four, um, and and so on and so on. I think it has ADAT as well. I can't remember. Um, so is the loopback on channel one and two, or is it on channel? No, like nine it's, and on, um, it's on it's on twenty one and twenty two. Um, okay, and and so yes, Zoom is dumb and it can't pick anything but one as far as your microphone input goes. But um, there's some software that I call, uh, a software that I use called Loopback, which is different to Loopback on the audience. And I just use that to make a virtual sound device to say anything that spits out of 21 just gets rerouted to channel one of the virtual Loopback device. And then you can use that in a- anything you like, yeah
3: which is how you used to do that with it was either nexus or it was uh, it's turn the apollo into a knot essentially were the two ways Yeah exactly it.
1: yeah that and that's um you know the audience way of doing things is very logical it's probably very stable and uh but of course there are limits cuz yeah you can't run one digital output to another digital input in an internal way like i want to take Oh, Q send D and feed that out to channel one, feed that. so that it appears at the input. Right. That's something. You, that's a limitation you, you yeah. can't do with that Yeah, type That, of that of sounds thing. more yeah, more complex than.
3: It, I don't, don't even know if you can, can do just... that
2: in the RME. I mean, honestly,
3: Is, I mean, have you messed with know.
0: an RME enough to see if you can? Make yeah, we did it that on. with uh, the one I had in the PC. That that um, they got in there and turned, used the loop back to make sure the thing functioned properly.
3: So you were able to send all four of your mics out to one output that correct. was really an input, yep. So that Zoom or whoever could see it, correct.
0: Not that I ever did, <laughs> but I could. Yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not
0: sure. But that... this thing is really like the way Richie has set it up is it's great for me because that we had uh, you know like also wanted to have talkback and we talked about this before that the the ID44 has a talkback button. And it allows you to select one of the mic channels. So we selected uh, mic channel 4 to use for talkback. So that's really cool. Yeah, I like that you can choose any mic input and turn it into a
1: a talkback.
3: Yeah, George, it's funny because I constantly take the Apollo and I make the talkback 1 and 2.
1: Right, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: yeah. Right, because it's like I want that to be the stupid chat input for all the stupid stuff. Right,
2: right, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, just just using that actual um loopback software. Like for for years and years, I tried to work out different software that'd do that. There was there used to be one called Soundflower that was kind of that sort of thing, but um, loopback was is literally the first one that I've used that is bulletproof, and it's and it's really smart because you can take any output from any software and just take a bleed off it without actually having to say, in said software, it's going Yeah, You have to be careful of loopback, actually. Because when it
3: installs, it gets under the hood of the OS in in kind of a um, pretty invasive way to to do that pick-off that it does because the hijack...
2: That is true, but I think it yeah, uh, was hijack one on PC, I can't remember.
3: Um, no, it was all it's all Mac stuff that they make and those those audio hijack and then loop back and then they sort of mash them together and um, Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, because, no, there was
3: there Because was, actually actually you could just use their free line in app to do what you're doing. Right. It just like basically takes sort of. an, an input driver and an output driver sends one driver to the other. And then that's how you right. can route stuff. Yeah, so no, just I, I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah, back's cool.
3: school. It's pretty cool, but they they also have have um, what's the other one? They have like a whole radio station. You can do this kind of stuff with it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was very good.
2: Folio or something. And you just know, like yeah. um, just while we're on um, that talkback one, it it intelligently doesn't send the talkback ever to the um, speakers that you're using. Like, so if you sat down at your console doing that. And I think that's why we put it on four because then we had your main booth mic on number one, so it sort of made made more sense sort of thing. And then yeah. in, the, in any of the sends um, that you're feeding the studio with, then you could just put um, talk back up to the headphones and, and, and that'd be it sort of thing. So. Yeah.
1: What actually happens when you press talk back? What I, I, that, because what makes cues. Talkbacks good is it does numerous things. It's not just an on-off right. switch. You know, it's actually doing several things at once. So, does it dimming the monitor speakers? Or is it simply
0: not routing its signal to the monitor speakers? Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't say. Okay. I Andrea? would say because I haven't tried it, so I'd have to um, experiment if, with that. If you're thing. playing
2: something, does the volume go down when you hit the TalkBack? Uh, oh, no, no, no. It only, it only mutes itself. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't turn the speakers down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
3: And and the and the destination is the Qsense and where else? Can you can you go to virtual devices or just the like, what, um, like oh, hardware well, you, There's no virtual device. Yeah,
2: you can only no. you well, you can route it from um uh, from the sends page. So if you want it to go to the headphones, then on the headphone send you just turn the the talk mic up. Mm-hmm.
3: So basically Headphones is its main
2: destination. Uh, no. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's that's what you do. But um, you could send it. You could send
0: it out. Any of them that aren't uh, QA, which is your speakers. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like if 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 I'm doing a session here and I've got someone, and I'm just sitting there basically monitoring what's going on, and I need to talk to the engineer down the line if we're doing a source connect, I can actually pull up the fader of uh, the talkback and direct it to go to source connect. So if I press the button to talk to them, I can talk down the line to them.
3: I'll, I'll give you the feature that all the interface manufacturers don't do with their talkback, which is they should assign the talkback to the loopback of every single input so that you can slate your tracks.
0: I could do that anyway. Yeah. I can do that with that the talkback. You back. Just turn up QD on this. Yeah,
3: yeah that's right. I had, like yeah. like, like if, you're, if you're recording input number eight, microphone number eight, and you want to... Slate that from the control room. How would you do that other than looping
0: back? I, all the, I do uh, is I go to Source Connect, which is QD or Q4, whatever you want to call it. And I, when I select Q4, I'm, do, I'm pulling up a mic that we're going to use to send down Source Connect. And I pull up the talkback fader as well. So, so when I press the talkback,
3: can feed Q4. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So then I can just press the talkback button and talk down the line and slate the track. Yeah, that is, that's correct. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's a nice feature. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's amazing. Each company has their own pros and cons. This one has definitely a lot of pros. I mean, it's got... Everybody has some shortcoming. Like when I've configured every one of these, everybody has some. But the, you know the funny but thing is with
0: this, George? I've got to say that uh, I know I had a red-hot crack at it in the last episode because it then basically it did have a glitch for some reason. And we're just mm-hmm. assuming, as Richie said, it just got fried and had to be rebooted. Mm. Yeah. And then it was pilot error from then on for me because I'm sort of going, oh, how, how come I pull the fader up and then I come back in and wa- there's nothing on Wavelab. It hasn't recorded anything. It's because yeah. when I went to select WaveLab in QD, I didn't pull the fader up with the right microphone. It was actually either another microphone live, so I could hear myself in the distance going, "Why is it picking up the wrong mic?" You know, because of me. Yeah. That's why.
1: Well, you know, I, I set up so you know I'm using this thing called the Revelator by personas and it it does a lot of the similar things in different ways that we are describing. Yep. Um, its major shortcoming is just pure. Is very short on I.O., you know, it has two in and two out, right? So it's very, if it had a lot more channels, it'd be a lot more useful, but it's got a really good virtual sound driver, mod. you know, part of it that has actually, it actually has three separate sets of audio drivers. So that gives you a tremendous amount of flexibility. However, no matter how flexible it is and how programmable it is, I've set it up for one of my clients who she's a coach, she's a voice actor, she has a booth, but then she coaches remote. And I created all these different scenes to make it as easy as possible. Just click on the scene recall and load the scene. And yet stuff still goes wrong. And it's still confusing to her. And she doesn't know how to troubleshoot it on the fly. And that's the frustrating part about all these systems. Like it's one thing when it works great, but when something is one thing is wrong, one fader is down, or the wrong thing is muted, or whatever. It is so hard for the actor to
0: troubleshoot and think on the fly. Okay, why is that happening? It's very yeah, difficult. Less I is think, more. yeah, I think the way that for me, anyway, and you know, like I'm I'm not techie, I'm a clueless when it comes to all that kind of stuff, and I'll get lost in a in, you know in a second. So you're a perfect example of what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly, <laughs> and, I, and and I know that if anything ever went wrong with the uh, RME, the total mix, which I swore by, I would be up shit creek basically. I wouldn't. Right, you know. I mean, the guy set it up that he said, if it ever goes out of whack, just click on loop back and it will reset itself. Which I did a few times,
2: like oh. a, 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 a preset mm. called loop back. You mean?
0: Yeah, yep. he just used oh, the loop back button. He said just use that to reset everything. Um, but um, with this, the, the way Richie set it up for me, it's so simple. Like it only took me half a day to get my head around how the thing worked. I and mean, there was a couple of phone calls going what do I have to do about this and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but it's so simple. I, You know, I select where I want to send and I put, for that send, I just pull up a fader and that's where it's going to go. It's just so simple. Yeah. Does it have scribble strips so you know where things actually uh, are yeah, going?
2: Yeah, Every um, I, I figured that out at one stage just by accident. Yeah, you can just... Do they look like actual tape? No, but... <laughs> Robert with the important question. They used to. Yeah, yeah if, you've, if you've just put some sellotape on the screen over <laughs> yeah, the bits that it'd sort of give it that... Rough look, you know. Just get the stuff yeah. that doesn't have the glue on it so you yeah. can take it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, you could you could actually yeah, you could label everything instead of being, you know, mic one, two, and three and all of that. We labeled it with the actual, you know, mic preamp
1: combo and the the sends also as well. You can label the sends. You can say this send is for right. headphones. Yeah. Yep. This one, oh, that's yeah. that's a nice touch. Can't, can't do that. Right? That's in something Apollo. you cannot do that in the Apollo. Yeah,
0: no. cannot. So everything's named for me. So one, two, th- three, and four are all named by the preamp, except for four, which is called Talkback, and um, and then I have um, the cues, which are speakers, headphone A, headphone B, and then so Source Connect, WaveLab, and that's brilliant. Yeah,
3: and and the Talkback. It uses a specific channel, or you can assign it any one of those inputs as TalkBack.
0: Yeah, you can assign any one if you want to, but we've just selected four. Yeah, so 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 unlike the the Apollo,
3: the TalkBack technically eats an input. Whereas the Apollo, they uh, would be really nice of Apollo is if they could give that TalkBack feature to uh, everyone else and they can just eat an input, but you can give them the button. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, George? Yeah, Uh, I didn't quite. You know, if you have an old Apollo, like the silver one that doesn't have the.
1: Built-in, mic. What he's saying is on the Apollo, we keep comparing this to the Apollo because the Apollos are so pervasive. All of us seem to have, well, all of us, Robert and I have them, and a lot of my clients have them. And so we keep comparing it because we are constantly dealing with its quirks and features. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, Doug. <laughs> yeah, quirks and features of the Apollo. Are you are you, yeah, you going try to try of... to sit in the back seat of the
3: Apollo at some point?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a YouTuber, a hugely prof- a successful YouTuber who reviews cars in Rock. the U.S. He's hilarious and he's like um, six, seven, um, eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he's very tall and tries to get the back seat of every car. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, so we, we're very familiar with all of its quirks and features. That's why we can't help but constantly right. compare it to this because this one, I'm always looking to see who does what is... I'm always looking to see who does it better. I can't help but think that this
2: is really well suited to the VO um, streaming, YouTubing kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. I, And I'd say the Apollos m- more come from that um, like um, tracking and recording sort of heritage. So it's like really well suited for that. And you can certainly s- set it up for um, any of the streaming, you know, Source Connect, kind of duties. But th- this one seems just from the ground up, built for the purpose and it shows sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it
3: seems to be like have 80% of the flexibility with like 90, 95% less ability to step and
0: poo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. once we did the cleanup of the poo, um, yeah, I've never seen any more reappear. So
3: because it's like a constant story with the people with Apollos that they get it all set up and they don't get it because someone set it up for them, and then when the when it goes wrong, they're just like nowhere. SOL. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many screenshots I give them, videos showing them how it all works. In the pinch, they rarely. Know where to look and know what to do about it. And it's
3: intimidating, so you freeze. Yeah. Like, you know there's like four things that you have to do, not one.
1: And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a client who has an Apollo Solo, the small one, in the booth, and an Apollo Twin outside the booth at the control room because he has two Macs. So he's got one dedicated for in the booth, one outside the booth. And I was like, are you sure you want to do this, man? I mean, this is so much more complicated for you to have to manage. And I set it up for him, I drew it all out in several page keynote diagram, you know, with wires and color codings and labels and all this crap. And I've had to talk to him several times to get him up to speed, to get it all working. And, you know, it's my fear, like, you make something too complex, you're not going to know what to do in the clutch to to get it running. Like this, this seems to be a, a nice, it strikes a delicate balance between features and Functionality without going way way off the deep right, end. Yeah.
0: Well, the good thing yeah. for me also is that I, when I was doing the inevitable Zoom session and capturing my own audio, I would capture the audio on the on the PC and I would run the Zoom through the the laptop, which meant in the booth I had two mics open, so one going via an interface into the to the Mac, and the other one <clears throat> going straight into the PC. Well, of course now I don't have to worry about that because. Even though I haven't got email on the Mac Mini, what I've done is like Richie's set up notes and everything for me and and he's got a transfer file as well. So if I need to transfer audio files, I can transfer one machine to the other. But also having notes, I just copy the link for the Zoom session, drop it into notes, pop it up on uh, a browser um, on the Mac Mini and bang, just connect. And then I can actually direct via the ID44 uh, the audio backwards and forwards from Zoom, and, and also the audio for me going to WaveLab. So it's, that's nice. So it's really so simple. Are you using the three L or four R
1: outputs for anything? No, uh, not at this stage. But um, okay. I think I think what
2: we'd um slated for the future was sending that uh, like a headphone two mix or the, the sorry I should really say the the QC mix out three and four. So then that could run up to a a different area of the studio um,
1: and feed like a, just a, a headphone amplifier? I had a more diabolical idea. Right. We, we take the microphone, remove the microphone from channel one and we free up channel one for utility since channel one is what everything can see. Skype, Zoom, Source Connect, Chrome, on and on and on and on and on. Then we take output three and run that into input one and set up your proper routing and stuff so that you can yep. create a mix in any sort of an analog domain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're just using the mixer to feed itself and do the same thing that you would normally do
1: with Aux 1, right? Yeah, this is a workaround yeah. for loopbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the bottom line is loopback works, right? It works yeah. fine. Yeah, it works you perfectly. Know. But we still lose
2: functionality anyway because you'd lose a mic input.
1: You'd lose a mic, yeah. Yeah. Lose yeah. a mic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. mic. most people don't have this many... Let's, let's be honest. It's true, <laughs> Mr. Bunnings. Andrew's a freaking lunatic. Okay, yeah, it's no, true. This is nobody true. has as many voiceover mics in their studio. But <laughs> if you didn't, if you only had two voiceover mics or three, yep. um, this could be something you could as a fashion a workaround. You could take an output and run to an input. Yeah, you just you, have to yeah, know yeah, what you're doing yeah, you to prevent a feedback, a literal feedback
0: loop, which can, can get ugly. Um, but yes, it can it could work. Well at the moment, just out of interest, I'm running on um, mic three and going through Source Connect now for monitoring. So it should be really coming out of channel one or two. But because the way the twenty one twenty two that Richie set up, I can sit here and work on preamp three, which is my guest mic, when the Germany people come over to use my place. <laughs> exactly. That I don't want in my booth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I, I I, like it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the feature set is one thing. Sound quality is another thing, and, and their sound quality is always known to, to be very, very top-notch. Um, and then it's a matter of, does it work today? Does it work tomorrow? Does it work next month? Does it work next year? Does it work every time you walk into the studio? Yeah. You have to jiggle the handle do you have to reboot? You know, all these things. You have to jiggle a when jiggle it's stable a and it, it just scratchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 Does exactly. it just work every day? Like that's that kind of pain-free thing that I look for, you know? And say what you will about the Apollos. Overall, believe me, I would be hearing constant whining if that wasn't true. Like overall, they do that very, very well. People can walk in, It's going to work the way it did the day before, the day after, and it will always work. And that, so that is the the advantage of these digitally controlled systems. Like, there's no dirty pots anymore. There's no dirty switches. There's just corrupt firmware. Yeah, (laughs) there's corrupt firmware. Well, it's like an all or nothing proposition. Allegedly, allegedly, (laughs) it's either the thing's going to either, either work essentially flawlessly, or it's going to be a complete crap. It's just going to crap out you know it's there's no there's no middle ground you know yeah, yeah. So, oh, sure. yeah um but i i think it's a i think to me for me over for the most part that is a a step in the right direction and i love that i can i can administer and help people remotely and see every single setting you know the id 44 also goes the route of sticking with the analog gain control which is a pro and a con also It has a lot of physical knobs and switches instead of everything being in DSP like the Apollo. So, you know, there's a little bit more tactileness, but how cool that it has a physical high pass filter switch right on the front of the unit. Not many, almost nobody does that. Um, So, yeah, lots of, lots to think about. It's an interesting halfway between Apollo, Apogee, digital, everything. And the analog mixer, analog everything, you know.
2: I never looked up the ID22. It'd be interesting um, later on to go and check out and see what similar features it has, because that may make a no, really dumb dumb budget
1: budget yeah. audio no, this is interface years ahead of that. No, this is a whole different
0: deal. And I also think the twenty-two is, is very limited right. in terms of routing and stuff. And I've got a feeling it's bus powered as well, isn't it? The twenty-two bus powered. Yeah. 20,
1: yeah. No, No. No. 22 was the flagship. That was their first interface. That one predates everything else. Then they came out with a 14, and then the 4, the little baby one. That's bus powered. Um, and then now this one. But th- this one is... Yeah, it looks way, like it's more, just way way got
2: more. two Q sends there, so it'd be that would probably be a little this bit This one limiting. also has
1: inserts on the uh, first two channels, which you don't see on anything very rarely. So, George, how about this? Yeah.
3: Have, you, have you ever looked at the uh,
1: Cranborn interface? I haven't seen the Cranbourne. I've heard of the, the name Cranbourne. I haven't, I, I haven't I mean, seen I mean, I think it.
3: that the only way that we could... I mean, we all know how we could properly evaluate one. But in any case, um, what it is, is a eight-slot 500 series rack... Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think I have talk heard Talkback and all that stuff, and a built-in yeah. mixer, and, and then it has on the fi- face panel low-latency monitor. So instead of your own separate mixer, you just have the simple, mm. wow. like more the computer warp more me. But then it also has a nice sort of proprietary Ethernet system for sending headphone cue boxes about the studio.
2: Ron,
1: wow! So this is like a new. Kind of like a new generation about. way of running the centerpiece of your mm. studio. Yeah, well, I
3: mean, the cool thing is that you can kind of really play with the preamps. So completely build it yourself console. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like mix and match your
2: preamps at, yeah. at a drop of a hat. All
3: right. Yeah. And it has, bl- it has summing, it has different, so like each channel can get its signal from USB. What's even crazier is it's designed to let you send audio out of your DAW and through mm. the 500 series
2: mm. stuff. Yeah, nice.
1: Right, right, right. Which for reamping, nice. I've, for I've re-amp, seen it called right. that reamping. It's got speaker AB switching, mono check, dim, mute. But it's you know it's eighteen hundred bucks. This is you know, let's be <laughs> honest. Like, this is yeah. yeah. It's, it's on a It's eighteen hundred dollars I mean, with no preamp. Like it <laughs> start with nothing. That's true. But then the preamp you can get is mm, ah, mm. right. Yeah. No. <laughs> this. Yeah. This is an audio interface for audio, real audio purists that want, you know, a really really clean. Uh, routing. It's very. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know anybody who has one yet, but um, it'd be interesting, interesting yeah. if that was a. Uh, uh, it's a great idea. Really great idea. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you guys figured out how to get that thing fully firing in all cylinders. Report back to us in a, in a month, Andrew. Know, <laughs> yes, we shall. Six months. <laughs> I'm sure we'll know. We, you know, we love, We talk to you every two weeks, so
3: we'll know right away if something's not right. Isn't, isn't the yeah. next episode the uh, the 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 Linux conversion?
0: <laughs> the yes, Linux right. oh yeah. my god <laughs> no it isn't don't go there don't no, go there but uh, <laughs> just to make you happy Robert um, the Mac is working very well excellent I'm glad to hear it the bank account on the other hand is not looking so good but uh, <laughs> me neither <laughs> uh,
2: hey, but as I say what price do you pay for perf- per- perfection so that's well right. <laughs> that's what I said to Meg you
0: know <laughs> Mm. That's when she said I'm looking for a new husband (laughs)
1: Well that was fun Is it over?